I think we should talk about the colors because oh god, we gotta like get out ahead of that. So canonically, Morio just not palette swapped, just normal emotional state for everybody. We have a yellow sky, which is like different shades of yellow depending on the weather. Sometimes it's mustard, sometimes it's light yellow. When it's raining, the whole sky is just like these cool gray clouds that like just flit over each other yeah it's totally flat it's beautiful uh everything that normally you're on earth you're used to seeing is greenery is instead beautiful shades of purple mm-hmm. uh it's just it the colors are bonkers yep. i love it it actually makes me disquieted when occasionally they do shots and the sky is blue i'm like <laughs> what's wrong and they start using a lot of texture filters for yeah, like grain and yeah these really interesting like cross hatching techniques and it's it's almost like um it does what the checkerboard stuff did in the first arc. Yeah. Right. It's the same art director and same writer as part 3. So I don't know what what changed within them. Maybe they were like us and the entire time they were working on part 3 they were just like when are we going to get to I mean <laughs> wasn't wasn't part 3 the like truly breakout anime season as well? Maybe there's so got a maybe lot they just more have money. more budget. Yeah. yeah they have more sense. animators and But that whatever kind of thing. it is, it is like all it really shows on the screen. It's just it's 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 amazing. It's one of the most beautiful anime TV shows I've ever seen. It's just so good. Like generally speaking, if I'm recommending anime to people, like I love JoJo's obviously, very obviously, but I think that like I prefer the the manga right. overall, but part four is just like it doesn't matter that it's JoJo's. It's just a fucking good yeah. season. Yeah. Well, of anime. and and because it's all in this one town and it involves <laughs> mostly new characters, you uh, it it makes a really good intro to yeah. the se- to the series. Yeah. Like I often just tell people, yeah, just watch part four, and if you're in love with it. Yeah, go back and read the yeah. manga or watch the the first three seasons and that sort of thing. Because you can watch this cold and like, yes, there are callbacks to other things, but like, it's like, who's Susie Q? I don't care. But, <laughs> but you would like care. Accurate. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't care even if you had been following along. Yes. yes. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Darius Kazemi. And it's a very special episode. The first episode of Diamonds Unbreakable. They're all going to be Guess special. Guess what? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, the next 39 episodes of this show are going to be very special episodes of JoJo's might, Bizarre Explainer. There might be one that you're not super hyped over, and that's a bad idea. No, again. No, we've already been as, over this. Even as I have said before, and we'll say again. Jotaro's pants are well tailored in the rat episode. So it's worth it. (laughs) And Josuke talks about how he's distracted by ball shaped objects. (laughs) Listeners, I hope you enjoy our new podcast theme. Yeah, we decided that it was time to do a tonal shift to reflect the massive art direction change that happens in part four. Yep. And also our new excitement and uh, (laughs) love for life. Um, yeah. Also, also, <laughs> none of us have noses now. It's all yeah. We're all They're just all little soft. blobs. Yeah, right. we all just have little blob faces. Yeah, mm-hmm. and no. we have like those cute old animation style eyes. Yeah, with like the one big eyelash. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. enormous lower lips. That's <laughs> yes. That's the the deal now. It's uh, <laughs> it's very cute, honestly. If you're around here, we're yeah. we're looking good. Yeah, we're Can, looking amazing. So, Diamond is Unbreakable is the fourth arc of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Well, I knew that part. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, and it ran from 1992 to 1995. Okay. It's set in 1999. So when he was writing this, it was almost 10 years in the future, which is which is probably why you don't see a lot of like cell phones and things that right. you would expect from Japan in 1999. Yeah, they that that actually that's a good point because. 
because there's, I'm trying to remember. Well, because Japan in 1999, their cell phone situation was like ours when the iPhone came out. No, I'm just, now I'm trying to think if there's any plot points in Diamond is Unbreakable where it's like someone should just have a cell phone. You mean like most of them? Right. I mean. No, there's a lot of landlines. Yeah, there's a lot of landlines. They talk on the phone. Generally, it's like he was writing almost 10 years into the future. So like some of his like, it's it's a little anachronistic. Right. Or maybe Morio is just charmingly outdated. That's true. It is a small town. He correctly predicted the future and chose to not depict it. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's a Rocky. That's First true. of all, he's a deep research. many hundred year old vampire. I know. Yeah. He has seen the path of man's development. Yeah. <laughs> and he absolutely knows what's so, up. And so, uh, you know, as with most of these JoJo's arcs, Araki started publishing Diamond is Unbreakable essentially immediately after Stardust Crusaders ended. Right. So, on a weekly schedule. On a weekly like, schedule. So he was. So when we were talking at the end of last season about like starting to see Diamond is Unbreakable type things appearing in, it's because he was writing Diamond is Unbreakable yeah. like at the same time as finishing up or Stardust Crusaders. he waits until like the night before <laughs> any due date and then it's just like, someone bring me an encyclopedia. I'm going to close my eyes and pick a word and that's the plot of next week's thing. If only there were a weird self-insert mangaka who can, <laughs> who can write an entire issue of a manga well, in a single he's night. He's not there yet. Calm too down. bad there isn't one. Yeah, too bad no one will ever write that yeah, character. Too bad Araki would never do a self-insert. <laughs> Let's talk about how closer to his life part four is because Morio is actually based on... It's on Sendai, which is where he's, uh, he's from. So Araki is from this town. Yes, this so is Araki exactly. is from Morio, this, which so totally Morio, explains so why Araki is the way he right. is. So, it's, so just to, <laughs> yeah, so just to like, um, so Morio is Morio Cho, which is like kind of a town or suburb of what is referred to later. I don't think we see it in these episodes S-town. of S Town, yeah. which is which is Sendai, which is right. where he's from. Uh, so it's that uh, it's it's that um, that podcast. Oh yeah, S Town. Yeah, yeah, that we're gonna make a rip off yeah. of someday. Right, just about, about Smallville. Yeah, about Smallville, and then S-ville. another one about Morio. Yeah, no, yeah. no. no then it's just called shitty town. Then it's just called G Town for Great Town. Yeah, like we would have <laughs> not. Great. It would be so boring. Like that's actually my challenge. <laughs> CNBT. Yes. CNB Town. Um, yeah. I'm just really hoping that we can have enough interesting things to say over this next arc. That's not just us being like, and then this part was good, and then that part. Oh, was we good. have we already have plenty. I know because we've already talked about the first two episodes in prep and preparation. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, mostly, we're good. But it's we're mostly good. us just being like, it was so good. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that like even in these the first episode, we already have some in- important unicorn horn lore <laughs> right, exactly. being revealed to us. We have lots of canon to. We have some hands to create. We have oh yeah, so let's get started. We've been following hands. Yeah, and, yeah. And so this is right away. This is like the I think the culmination of Iraqi's lifetime interest in hands. This is, is like because we talked about this in oh, our this arc. Yeah, we yeah. talked about we talked about this in our first episode where we were talking about overarching themes throughout JoJo's Bizarre. Exp- uh, adventure <laughs> and explainer and um someone else uh, will have to make that podcast yeah and so <laughs> and so we have uh so yes yeah, so this is like this is where the hand shit really gets real yeah and it's like it's why i think we knew to be to be looking for weird shit with yeah. hands in all the previous arcs is because this entire season is just Iraqi having a, a real hands big thing all the way down hands and wrists <laughs> that's it and of course we see this in the very opening scene yeah. which we won't go into too much because it would be way too much of a spoiler but it's clearly gross and mysterious yeah. and, and foreboding what is happening in this quiet little town which 
very obviously right away is not super quiet. Yeah, so Morio has their radio has the greatest like call sign jingle of all time. Morio Cho Radio. Thank you, Darius. Yeah. Uh yeah, I I love it. I want it as a ringtone. I I the music honestly is I, I totally like really forgot like how fun the open like that there was like a fun opening song. Like yeah. playing in the background as this fucked up shit happens. Yeah. Season four, like the thing is that Diamond is Unbreakable, the anime, is a really fucking fantastic anime. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I'm the one primarily reading the manga, at least at this point. Uh, uh, I've been for- kind of keeping, I'm keeping an eye on it. Like I'm not reading it in detail. I mean, the thing is that unlike past <laughs> arcs, <laughs> there is not currently a legitimate way to get uh part four in manga form which is why none of us are reading it yes more importantly it just means that the translations are really bad yeah sorry to the scanlation people yeah i mean the thing is that well the the current one well you know it has like slurs in it yeah right so it's like i can say that without feeling that guilty yeah the old and the old old version of the scans is like famously bad right that's the doing bad yeah the one that's like I think it was translated like to Chinese. For, and yeah, to chi- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Part four has like a, a rough history in terms of the manga, and it's it was only recently announced that they were even going to release uh, official English translations. Yeah. So uh, we're not going to be as thorough as, as we've been. Able yeah, to be. but but I'm reading along with some of the you know less legitimate ways to read along <laughs> anyway, and uh, just just straight up, this opening scene with the severed hand is not in the manga. So already they are like the the anime team is like we are gonna do a badass cold open yep. to like foreshadow a bunch of shit and it's gonna be amazing and yeah. they're right yeah. yeah and so it's like just try and keep that opening in mind for I don't know half the season <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and also just keep in mind that like a lot of the vi- cool visual stuff and like cool like interstitial scene transition kind of things uh, are just the anime team like having a good time and doing really cool shit. Yeah, one I, I want to talk a little bit more generally about this arc just yet again, which is, I know we're about to get into the episode, but unlike any of the past three seasons, which are all road trips to some extent. Oh, yeah. Even season one is like, you know, road trip to the to the weird That weird town. town. Yeah. 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 Morio is the setting for the entirety of part four. We never leave the town of Morio. Minor spoiler, I guess. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, so it's, it's like Twin Peaks, yeah, in a, right. in a lot of ways, in that it's or this like weird a Persona game. Yeah, right. Which it, actually, like Persona games yeah. are, we've talked about this, but they're based right. on JoJo's. But also, when he was writing this, Twin Peaks was like airing, or oh, really? was was yeah. like just before Twin Peaks was like ninety one, I think, yeah, I and know, he wrote yeah. this in ninety two. So, like, I would not be surprised oh, if, if he was watching Twin Peaks and being like. I should do something like is that. Is there anything Iraqi hasn't watched? I know. No. <laughs> it's all he does. It's all he does is live forever and watch watch movies yeah, and, and TV like, and, and, yeah, read and Wikipedia. Make make JoJo's. But yeah, it's so yeah, it's it's definitely a very self-contained thing. And part of you can tell that the animation team is having a blast with that already. If you've already seen Diamond is Unbreakable, it's really fun to rewatch yeah. because they put so many little like references and Easter eggs and things into it of upcoming episodes. Right. Just the way you couldn't do in Stardust Crusaders. Right. Because yeah. like you can't have a character from Egypt show up in Japan and have it like make sense. Right. Yeah, exactly. So so that's, you know, things to keep an eye on. Yeah. By the way, Twin Peaks uh, ran 1990 90 to 91. So yeah. he could have seen Perfect. easily the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. So after that weird cold open, it goes immediately to 
28-year-old Jotaro Kujo in the back of a cab heading into Morio. Yeah. He uh, has truly softened in his old age. Yeah, he's he's a grown-up now. <laughs> and we need he to talk about it. smushed his, his nose. <laughs> <laughs> so part four Jotaro is, I, I, he's just really, I know I always said he was very good looking in part three, but uh, he's better looking now. He's I full He's him. full boy band like, oh, yeah. idol. Yeah. I love Amazing. part four Jotaro. Um, Jotaro pops up in a few different JoJo's arcs. Spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, we spend a lot of time with Jotaro, and I didn't really like him. Or I didn't really get him in part three. And then part four Jotaro is like, this is peak Jotaro whose characterization I actually really like. Well, like he's, he's fucking hilarious. Well, because he's now the adult who is forced to hang out with teenagers. Right. Which is honestly a, a good like monkey's paw curse considering <laughs> what a shitty teenager he was. <laughs> <laughs> and like he's he feels like he has more personality than he did when he was a teenager, which, you know, is true about us all. I'm yeah, I right. assume. But he really does feel like he's grown up 10 years yeah and whatever. in that time he's decided that uh acid green popped collar polos is the look <laughs> for sure. him god bless i love that he switched from monochrome black to monochrome white that is I the most 90s thing that he he <laughs> dyed his unicorn horn i know so that his hair to horn transition is even more noticeably fucking weird also the the brim of his unicorn horn hat is like super oblong and just like <laughs> that hat they've made that hat before and i always miss out on it and, yeah but it's so good i uh, like I love his it. joe also his J O. Yeah. yeah and the o has the hand yeah. in the in the heart yeah the, his jerk off hat um, <laughs> I know it's okay, supposed to stand for JoJo. Okay, look, I don't care. No offense to, <laughs> I don't know who's going to take offense about this, but all of Jotaro's like pins and symbols in this arc are clearly like gay club flags. Yeah, they're super horny. It's just like, I don't know what they mean exactly besides J-O, which obviously means jack off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the rest of them mean, but they definitely mean something. Yeah, he's, he's sending signals. He's I like I need the like JoJo's universe hanky code. Yeah, like exactly spreadsheet. Yeah. I love that we managed to get one of those like power shots of Jotaro just sitting in the cab, yes. like, as though the camera is like under the driver's seat, looking up at him. With his purple sweater vest. God, his outfit is so good. I will never shut up about it. And what's even great is that this is just the first of multiples. So many outfits. Somewhere in those baggy pants, he brought a change of clothes. And yep. I love it. So as they're driving, there's like a fun little shout out if you've seen it before where they're, where the cab driver is like, oh yeah, that, that radio tower always gets better. We get better reception. Once we tower. get past it, yeah. <laughs> and, and like everything in this, it's so intricate. Basically nothing is a one-off reference. Everything yep. ties into everything. It's there to else. teach you stuff. Yeah, and it's really fun because it's like, apart from just being a good anime, it's like by the time you finish Diamond is Unbreakable, you will really feel in a way that you haven't uh, from any of the other JoJo's arcs that you've watched like a complete work. Yeah, it, it feels finished. It's very coherent. Yeah, it it feels intentional. Not not words that we normally use no. for JoJo's, <laughs> um, and it's still completely over the top and ridiculous don't get me wrong but it it feels like completely over the top and ridiculous in ways that make sense yeah i do want to point out that the cab scene also not in the manga at all really? uh, yeah, uh, yeah so um like a lot of the intricateness of this arc 
clearly comes from David Productions. Right. God like, bless them. They yeah, did a just, great job. They did such a good job. I'm so excited for part five. Take um, it from us. So yeah, so moving like Speaking of Suzy Q. five seconds ahead into the plot. Uh, <laughs> so we meet Koichi. <laughs> We're in Shonen time now. I know, we are. <laughs> um, so yeah, Koichi shows up. It turns out Koichi's going to be our main character, which is, I think this is the first time we really get the full on main character is not he's the He's a Shonen protagonist. Absolutely. He's like, hi, I'm just an average boy. It's my first day of school <laughs> in this new town. And you don't really have to remember remember anything about me yeah i'm just normal and i and i met two weird hunks yeah this is the story of how i met two weird hunks yeah and then my life changed forever i <laughs> smacked my face into jotaro's dick yes and <laughs> proving <laughs> once and for all that koichi, that koichi is the heterosexual the only heterosexual in jojo's because he smacked his face into jotaro's dick and did not get a nosebleed and you know a lot of people <laughs> ship not a lot but i definitely have seen people who ship koichi and jotaro I'm not even going to like get into the age difference thing there because I don't care. But I do understand it just because if you have any sort of like size difference thing, like Koichi next to Jotaro Kujo, it's like a, a like a mouse in the pocket of a giant. The like, way the way Araki draws it in the manga is beautiful too. Look, so all I'm saying is, first of all, well, I, I, I don't personally support this ship. However, I do want to say that you could probably, Jotaro could probably use Koichi as a butt plug. Oh yeah, Koichi's tiny. It's hilarious. <laughs> so that's important info to have in case you're you're interested in uh, embarking on that ship journey. Um, someone please draw that and only send it to Elis. No, she <laughs> oh, I don't okay. want it. Yeah, monkey's paw. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Koichi gives us this really great. He's like, I would learn this later in a conversation that they don't depict, and I would kill to see. Somehow Koichi finds out Jotaro's age and what his career is. <laughs> <laughs> like when did that no, happen? Here's the deal. Koichi, who knows about like Joe uh, Star Realty. Joe Star Realty. Yes. Koichi is basically like Yuri from Yuri on Ice. He has yes. posters of Jotaro all over his room. <laughs> because as we've already established, marine exploration is the only celebrity lifestyle yes. in the JoJo's universe. Yeah, and and it's translated in the in the English anime as his job is marine explorer. He's often referred to as a marine biologist on the internet, but it's clear this is some kind of Jacques Cousteau type thing. Though he's like he a, is currently getting his. That's what I'm saying. He PhD. doesn't have his yeah, degree. Yeah, yet. but he's yeah. but he's also like clearly he's like a celebrity scientist right. versus just so a regular. Scientist. You're saying he's like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was I was going to say that, and then I decided not to. <laughs> Because he's not. So he's like Bill Nye the science guy? No, Jesus. <laughs> and how many more can we do? <laughs> um, there's only two. Jotaro is like Neil deGrasse Tyson meets Bill Nye the no, science No, he's guy. like fucking David Attenborough. Okay, none of these are sexy people. But yeah, no. sure, I'll roll with it. David Attenborough is not actively unsexy. Okay. Wow, we're learning a lot about Darius now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so okay. Jotaro, 28 marine explorer i feel like that's his grinder profile um <laughs> this is a picture of a starfish <laughs> <laughs> whoa i know um so this is where joseph joe star shocker not faithful <laughs> yeah. like how does that so not... so like five or six years before stardust crusaders when he was 63 years old he 62, cheated 62 sorry 62 years old get he... it right 62 years old, he cheated with a young 21-year-old college girl uh, named Tomoko. in Japan. And, and Tomoko rules. Tomoko's great. And then the product of that was Josuke, which if you remember, I think we actually, it made it into some of the episodes with us joking sometimes. We're like, and then somewhere in Japan, a little boy has a fever right now right. during Stardust right. Crusaders. Um, that's because that's Josuke. And that's like, because if you think about it, it's like, well, what the fuck happened to like infants and stuff who who 
had stands, had stands. during Dio time. And what happened is is that Josuke got real sick and then he got a stand. And so, so he's been growing up with his stand Holly, pretty much his whole life. Holly Cujo canonically as strong as an infant. Yes. As, as, as strong less as strong. four. Yeah. Less strong than four-year-old Josuke. Yeah, that's true. Well, less to strong, be yeah. fair. <laughs> I mean, it is Josuke we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Joseph Joestar's well, but Son. wait, but so he's Holly's half brother. Upsetting. <laughs> I, no one ever talks about that, wow. and now I know why. That's fucked wow. up. It is fucked up. Um, but what it does get hell? it gives us the really great line from Jodra, which is, I, I guess, technically, I'm your nephew. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I fucking love Jotaro in this scene. He's so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like I can't believe. But I have he's to also say this. being like really sardonic, and it's hilarious, and he's. It's just he's like, oh, I can't believe like I have to be like the adult kind of in this fucked up situation <laughs> talking to some random teen. Who's my I, uncle? I really <laughs> I really get the impression that Jodoro hated being back with the rest of the Joe Stars when this news came out yes. so much that he was like, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Japan. <laughs> Bye. Well, I mean, also he's like he he says as much. He's the executor of Joseph's estate. So I mean, Joseph's not dead yet, but no. he's the one doing all the research but, and like. Who and else like, would it be? Susie Q. <laughs> Rosas. Rosas. I'm sure that Rosas is still I'm sure alive. that Susie Q. fought to be executor. Yeah. Because yeah. She and, will have wanted. And Jotaro to. was like, "Yari, yari, I'm just going to do it myself." But this also, is bad news. it's like so. No one knew about this. So Jotaro, or most, Holly, most, Holly would do it. Most thorough will executor of all time managed to like dig up an illegitimate child that nobody knew about not even joseph which is amazing but also i love that it occurred to jotaro to check <laughs> <laughs> well he knew he'd been running off with men so he yeah. was like you know i wonder like on the off chance yeah it's like just well and he knows there's a lot of empre workarounds in this <laughs> it's universe true. so it's yeah he, true. Already, he already saw the way a man and another man can share a body so he figured yeah. like i should just check <laughs> look sometimes a family <laughs> It's just it's one just man. you and you and your rival yeah. sewn onto each other. <laughs> God, I love that. That's not even the weirdest thing that happens on the show. It's um, like the least weird Mpreg work. It is. It's yeah. like the better better ones are are getting involved as we as we watch. So yeah, so we meet Josuke Hishikata. Who is our Higashikata. 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 I don't speak Japanese. And I it, call means him the, it means the Eastern way. Oh, Josuke Higashikata, who is our Jojo. He's the uh, the Jojo Bizarre Adventure the, haver. Uh, the, del- <laughs> <laughs> the delinquents kind of explain why he could be called Jojo. Yeah, it two is, of his kanji. It's like, yeah, but it's 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 a stretch, but like... <laughs> Guess what? It's not the biggest. Yeah, I know, us. right? Like, <laughs> just go with it. If you, if your, if your appreciation of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure hinges on the plausibility of somebody <laughs> nicknamed JoJo, then I don't know why you're still here. Like, no one's gonna call Jessica JoJo literally ever. Yeah, I think Okuyasu might do it once. There's maybe a couple times, but yeah. Josuke is also now we need to like grind to a halt and talk about his outfit because <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, I don't remember nipple zippers being part of the high school uniform when I went nipple to school. Zi- well, his uniform is heavily modified, and that's yes. why the delinquents get mad at him because you have to have like earned your way into being a Japanese high school delinquent to modify your uniform, which yeah, is right. how we know that Jotaro ranked really high in his high school. Uh, right, sense. but he was already how, a senior at that point. Right, but that's how it, like his yeah. outfit was modified, and he could. He was allowed to. Right. Josuke, on the other hand, is a freshman, a.k.a. 10th grade. Yeah, and super cocky. I, I don't even get the impression that he's cocky until his hair comes around it's yeah. like he just 
He's just like, well, I want to wear my outfit like this. No, yeah. no. I think when you see that family photo of him and his oh, mom's oh very yeah, mom, like he's he's got an but attitude. He's so, but he's so like, um, no, he's a so he's so I, deferential I, so, to the bullies. Yeah, so I put it's this on. Uh, well, when I did that meme on our Twitter thing, the oh, McDonald's, right, McDonald's, McDonald's, I made Joseph K. True Neutral for a reason because he. <laughs> He he easily switches back and forth between right. any personality type necessary True. to get through a situation. True. I guess that's fair. Yeah, he's he's um, very smart. And he adaptable. is very smart. Eliza and I had like the exact same notes a couple mm-hmm. times on this Josuke episode. Josuke is so so smart. smart. But yeah, he definitely has a extremely erotically charged school uniform. I'm pretty sure there's a corset involved. Just if you look at the waist yeah, nipping going and the, on, his extremely wide hips. Yes, Josuke has curves for days. It's um, a good situation. Doesn't and we've determined that he has the secret speedwagon pin on his Yep. Yeah. On his lapel. Yeah, the right. Illuminati pin. Yeah. yeah, the anchor the kind of what is it like a male anchor? Yeah, yeah. like an anchor plus a male symbol. Yeah. And yeah. then like a double yellow heart emoji on his left was it the left right collar? I can't remember, but yeah, one of them has the yeah. the two hearts. And this is, and as we determined, this is uh, predates Prince's symbol. So yes. clearly, Prince yep. stole it from stole Josuke. it from Joseph. I mean, K. look, <laughs> stranger things have happened. We still need to get a Neil on the podcast to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, so Josuke's outfit is great, and I love it a lot. Yes. Oh, and the peace sign. I mean, the yeah. nipple zippers really are are what uh, does it. Like it just yeah. like I stop there. I'm just like wait. <laughs> just <laughs> shocking that part five is your favorite. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing. Part is that five, it's like, they abscond with the uh, zippers and they just full on boob window. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. So it's like his, since it's his school uniform, like it's it's just very broad and open, and he doesn't reattach it back at the the the. It throat. looks like kind of like a like a heart boob window. Yeah. Looking, maybe yeah. kind of thing. But then I feel like his mom was like, you cannot leave the house like that. Yeah. You Luckily, have to put on Jorno something. Luckily, Jorno doesn't have a mom. Nope. <laughs> no, Jorno does him. not. Um, <laughs> to stop him from leaving the house like that. <laughs> uh, we find out that Josuke is scared of turtles, which is one of the most charmingly random character well, notes. It, are turtles ever random in Josuke's no. adventure? Usually it's just like, oh, I'm totally normal, but I'm klutzy. And you know, instead it's like, <laughs> I'm afraid of turtles. I'm terrified of reptiles. And then also it turns out that Josuke is very protective slash defensive slash illogically angry about his hair. Yes. Which I also like. Which is his like classic sort of greaser. What's the name of that subculture in uh, in oh, Japanese? Uh, it's, I don't uh, know. Bosozoku. There you go. It reminds me of the whole like Marty McFly or like George McFly like chicken thing from Back to the Future. Marty McFly. You're right. Yeah. But yeah. I thought his, his dad also oh, had okay. it. Yeah, I, mean, sure. I don't fucking remember. George Joestar had it too. Yes. So... Jotaro accidentally insults Josuke's hair, and that's how we find out. Well, first no, we, well, no, the first delinquents we see the purposely oh, right. insult they, his hair. Right. They and say they break a turtle. They call it like an Astro Boy haircut, and <laughs> then they call it something else. The delinquents call it like Astro Boy hair, and Jojo mishears it. Jojo. Josuke mishears it as Sazai. No, no, no. They also. Oh, they right, right. No, no, no. He no, doesn't no. hear it. He's yeah. like, you and said it looked like Sazai-san. He's like, no, I did I, not. No, I didn't. Yeah. Sazai-san is like this. She's kind of like Nancy from American comics. She's just this like very simply drawn little girl, like, girl character. She's got like, little puffy hair. Puffy, puffy yeah. hair. Yeah. It's just kind of a hilarious outdated reference. I get the impression someone else said that to him at some point and he just carried yeah. it around. Yeah, exactly. I, I felt that way too. Like he didn't mishear it. He's just like collecting all the possible insults for his hair and is just like, how dare you say 
Yeah. Vents, he vents about it every time. Yeah. yeah. So he loses his shit. Beats the shit out of the dude. He punches the dude. In the face. In the face. And then he heals the turtle and he heals the dude, kind of. I mean, he fixes his nose so it's not broken anymore, but he, he gets it wrong. Right. And we learn what his power is. Which is heel type. It is. So he is. Punch heel type. Punch heel not, type. Not, not foot heel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, healing. Yeah. So Crazy Diamond, Josuke's stand, is our first main character support stand. Yeah. If you don't if you don't count Joseph as right. the main character. Well, his I don't think plot counts as a support. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I mean it can make maps. That's true. In any case, it's our first healer stand, yes. healer type stand, which is kind of consistently true of like all the JoJo protectors. Yeah, from here on out, basically every JoJo yeah. has at least some healing ability. Yeah. Which is awesome and also indicates a shift to more of these, the like stand battles are less about who punches more and harder and more about like who can solve some sort of weird puzzle. Yeah. Like team up shit. Yeah. yeah. And so like, and like how people can utilize their weird, you know, it's kind of more like, like my hero academia quirk style of like, how do we use our weird powers to do a thing? Which of course my hero academia, like heavily influenced, obviously by, yeah. very influenced by stands. Uh, as is like Hunter x Hunter, blah, 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 blah. And honestly, the ways that Josuke uses <laughs> Crazy Diamond are surprisingly violent for a healer, I well, gotta say. Well, I do have questions about Crazy Diamond and how it works, which is we see like this guy getting punched and like feeling pain. Later, when he punches that woman in front of the convenience store and like punches through her stomach to hide the knife in the guy that Angela's possessed... Yeah, she, she doesn't, doesn't like yeah. shriek and die of pain. All right, here's my theory. Great. He also has some time stop. That's I was what, wondering yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That it's like it's very brief, but I think so too. It's yeah. got to be like maybe under well, a second. Well, because it's yeah. it's, it it's, it's almost exactly like when Dio punches through Kakuin and Kakuin doesn't even know it. Yeah, you know? except yeah. it's like that. But it's like literally except, but the healing. inverse of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. It is cool. But yeah, I think it's weird and interesting that Josuke initiates violence so many times in order to do healing instead yeah. of just being a pure healer. Well, it's very subversive yeah. Of, yeah. of Araki's own formula so right. far, which right. is all, another thing that he will constantly do. Right. He'll be like, oh, you you trust that I'm going to do it this way? Well, guess what? I'm um, not anymore. While we're talking about time stop, when Koichi meets Jotaro, yeah. he, oh, does yeah. a, he does a quick time stop. And then he says that it's the first time he's stopped time in 10 years. Like, how would you not be finding ways to use that shit all the time? But also I guess add if it you're to super fucking traumatized. Okay, or, that's true. <gasps> I don't know. I'm adding this to my my proof list of reasons why Jotaro and Koichi are a shit. Yeah, but also one of the <laughs> one of the one of the interest one of the interesting things about this though is it does point out that he can pretty much only stop time for like half a second or a second. Because right. he has it's atrophied. Yeah. It's atrophied and he's older and he's not an immortal vampire, so he needs he doesn't have the stamina of like realistically, Dio. once you turn twenty seven or twenty eight, <laughs> your body starts to go I to mean, shit. I, I mean it. I would I would I would buy that you have to be like Olympic athlete level fit in Same. order to time stop. In order training. to stop totally. yeah. yeah. I mean look, once you start having bad hangovers, you think that your stand is gonna be like as flawlessly powerful. Yeah, anymore. Right. Absolutely not. No. Yep. Like he beat Dio and like was able to like almost instantly learn time stopping because of how mad he was at Dio. I don't think he's very really ma- mad at Koichi for bumping into him. Right. So I think also part of it is it's like motivation. Yeah. So you know how like when you go home to your family, you Just reflexively, yeah, you get yeah. you start acting like like a you did when you were a teen. Yeah. yeah. So he's so, yeah. So he's so uh, he's, he's, he's regressing. Jojo's mindset. He's regressing. He's like, oh, my automatic re. 
reflexes to use my stand. Yeah, it's like I'm back in 88. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's weird and it's clearly just there to teach us as a new viewer that there's like something right. bizarre about Jotaro. Yeah. Shockingly in the show <laughs> called I know. Jotaro's, Jotaro's Bizarre. Bizarre. Oh, right. Jotaro meets some some teen girls. Yes. Again. Did you know that Jotaro <laughs> hates women? Let us remind you. <laughs> I really do. I think one of the reasons why Diamond is So Breakable is such a good entry point for new viewers is because they, they get all the important character beats for every character. <laughs> and one of the most critical ones is that Jotaro hates women and women love him proportional to how much he, he hates, hates them. Right. Yeah. And and I and and I like that he's he's 28 now, so he's not like get out of here, bitches. You know, he's he's, he's just, just like, shut, he up. Really, shut up, you annoy annoyed. the shit out of me. Yeah, and you can see on his face, he's like, and they all have, And they all have the reaction that Courtney would have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that works in two languages. Yeah. <laughs> I like the tiny Greek chorus of Josuke hair fans. And I love that Josuke, like, like does he even notice them? It's so no. weird. It's like, he's just like, <laughs> like to him, man... Araki's like relationship to women is so fucking interesting. <laughs> I could write a fucking book about it. It's Maybe someday I will. Yeah, Probably. it's just they're <laughs> like he reacts to them as if he is an object to be acted upon. Like they just sort of lean on him yeah. and talk to him and touch him, but it's all happen. It's like there's glass between them. Like right. there's just nothing. Right, and then we finally meet Josuke's mom, who rules. That is the canonical yes, her, description of Tomoko. Her Tomoko intro rules is amazing. I mean, she just kicks the shit out of, a, out of a cat collar. It's great. Yeah. And it's just like the, the way best. that we all, it's like wish fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. Tomoko's amazing. Also, she has a dad who's a cop. And so it's Josuke's granddad. And, you know, he's definitely going to be around the whole season. Yeah. I um, mean, he's like a, you know, he's like local. He's kind of like local sheriff type guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like the the eldest member yeah. of the of the, the most senior member of the police force. Right. right. In, in Morio. In Morio. Right. Yeah. He's been around. Um, working on trying to figure out the murders. Yeah, because that's the other thing is apparently Joseph's still getting sexts from villains sometimes. (laughs) 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 But it was like, he was trying to, so I'm still like this, I'm putting the timeline together in my head, like Jotaro doing like a global paternity search (laughs) just in case. Turning up something on a birth Um, certificate. No, 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 no. It was really easy. Uh, All Jotaro had to do was be like, List all the women you've ever had sex with, Joseph, uh, and he'll go, okay, Susie Q, and then there's this one Japanese woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean. Uh, That's it. That's, you know, yeah. and then like, okay, well, that narrows it down. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so, so but Jotaro, like, finding out about Josuke, <laughs> Joseph, which honestly seems kind of sweet. Instead of like getting involved, just trying to do a spirit photo to see what his kid looks like, which is amazing. And instead, like, for how long did they think that my that guy was like Josuke? <laughs> <laughs> is my question. Well, what an ugly kid. <laughs> your, your, your kid looks like a rapist. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And like also kind of a demon. Yeah, he has yeah. Like no demon eyebrows. Rapist. Yeah, what? Like... What the hell, Joseph? Who was this chick? <laughs> I bet Joseph thought it wasn't, and then Joseph or Jotaro was like, "There's no fucking way. Your kid is a teenager. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're just getting sexted by villains again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. you've been on Villain Grinder, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Villain Grinder. That's what it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's yeah. where Dio would go. Yeah, villain grinder. Yeah. Oh my god, that's how he met all of his. I can't all write. His, we yes. never answered his whole that. organization. That's how. Oh, that's how he. That's how he found Step on Back guy. Who yeah, right. lovers. And right. Like, right. Well, because Dio, because we he know he was making the uh, the donor kebabs on the street, and we were like, how did they meet? Right. Well, and grinder. Dio, villain yeah. grinder. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he has Hermit Purple, well, yeah. so he could do that easily. Yeah. Yeah, and that's Hermit how Purple he has a direct line to villain grinder. Yeah, and that's how he recruited like Darby the Gambler and like all those people guys coordinating. And, and like all the people who work in that bar. Yeah. We're still fixing part three for you all. <laughs> guys, I'm so excited about Villain Grinder. I want like a t shirt. <laughs> I should make the website with all the pictures yeah. of all the different the, every yeah. villain from yes, JoJo's in right, right format swiping. Left. Yeah. Oh I should probably do that. Um Dio's like preferences. Yes. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Giant. Little art installation of just Dio using grinder. Um <laughs> Anyway, bird back. (laughs) (laughs) Back to part four. No women unless you want to get eaten. I can't believe (laughs) we're stuck in part three. (laughs) Okay. It turns out that Jotaro is in Morio not just to do weird family paternity stuff shit. Although still, like I'm, like when it's like you're gonna get a third of the Joe Star fortune. I'm like, I was like, so who? Oh right, because Susie Q gets some. <laughs> like, <I forgot. laughs> like wouldn't it just go to Jotaro and him? I'm like no, right? He does have a wife. Well, Holly um, too. Oh, okay. oh well, so Holly, is it Holly? Well, I Jotaro, think it's just. I think I'm assuming it's Holly, Holly Jotaro, Susie. and then no, Holly, Holly Jotaro. And Joseph K. Jotaro, Jotaro wouldn't get a third. No, because it goes to Holly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Susie Q, Holly, and then Joseph. And then Joseph K. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. why is Josuke worried about money I, ever? I, well, I, we can get into that once yes. we get into the, well, how the, money works. Doesn't he? Show. No, but he says Josuke says in this episode oh, he turns right, he down. Want, yeah, he but, turns down. But the do you really think that like Jotaro think, would be okay with that? No, but and I'm sure it, it works right. out that he gets that money anyway. But like, but it, but during this arc, yeah. he right, he right. thinks he's not getting it. So. Yeah. So Aww. for a while they're thrifty teens, but yeah. So Jodo is also in town to you know solve murder because I think that <laughs> I love that that's like the family sideline is like, yeah. and then also the supernatural bullshit. I mean, he doesn't even seem like he's there to solve any murder. He's just he's there to just be like, like, hey, there's a great uh, evil in your town, and I just want to let you know you should run out. if you see it. Don't talk. To and it. then he thinks to himself, well, I hope he doesn't get messed up with Josuke, and yeah. then he does get mixed up with Josuke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's a good point. It's like, oh yeah. Also, we knew that this is here as. Is he gonna do anything about no. it? <laughs> well, Jotaro can't stop <laughs> every villain there's sex, <laughs> who sexts his grandfather. I'm just saying there's. <laughs> Look, so you're think saying about there's the number of sexts that are constantly <laughs> coming through. Jotaro, you really think Jotaro is sifting through them and going to actually? Kill yeah. everyone on Villain Grinder. I guess that's true. He has mellowed out. Yeah, so what you're saying <laughs> is that there's an alternate universe version <laughs> of Diamonds Unbreakable where he's just like, hey, so you're going to inherit this money. And Josuke's like, okay. And then Jotaro goes home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, but instead, we meet Angelo, who's the... the you know he's, he's bad so because Araki used up like two, Every trope. two of his four sexual assault chips on him. Yeah. So it's like we hear so much about how he's the worst villain in like all of Japanese history and he's so bad and he's so chaotic and like he got arrested when he was 12 and he's just been doing crime and being punished for crime. He's doing crimes that are so bad that it would make a rat Rat in a jail bathroom bathroom puke. puke I don't remember. Yeah, it would make a rat in a bathroom puke. Yeah. Yeah. Which... 
Jotaro already up on those rat facts. I, nope. I don't know what would act as an emetic to a rat, but sure. Jotaro does. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Did he switch from like rat bio to marine bio? Maybe like, rat bio. Maybe you have to do rat bio like as an intro. Maybe he just has an has an R encyclopedia. Oh with yeah, him right now. he inherited Kakuin's R. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. So yeah. So there's this bad guy. He's very bad. So the bad guy like possesses uh, another another guy guy who's just a jerk and has him hold up a convenience store. Basically, we get to see more weird, like violent healing from Josuke, which is great, and I love it. Violent healing, fucking rules. Yeah, it's cool. I also (laughs) he leaves the knife inside the guy. I do because Josuke is a twisted. Fuck. Yeah, he is. Well, he's a, he's a teenager. I yeah. do. I do okay, want to no, point he's, out. He's more twisted. <laughs> I do want to point out that Josuke, when he uh, when he puts the knife inside the the hostage taker, he does a Jonathan Joestar move where he does a punch, but he does like a seven hundred and twenty degree spin and then punches through two people's stomachs, which is exactly what Jonathan does in part one when his wrist is when his when his fists are on fire and he punches through Dio. Yeah, the, the Joe Star blood is very strong. Yeah, I like that Josuke does not have all the like shonen leveling up to do that normally. Right. Yeah, happens. he's basically instantly able to fight extremely powerful stand users and right. have it be fine. And, and he already knows. He's incredibly strong and yeah. he's incredibly smart. And he already knows how to use his stand really well. It's it's just really really cool. The last thing I, my note that I have is that that if you look at the crowd shot outside the convenience store where all those poor hapless people were trying to get snacks and instead had to see someone almost die. Rohan is in the crowd. Like you see his little silhouette. And this won't mean anything to people who aren't further ahead, but he's there. And it's just one of those cool little callbacks in the manga. Instead of it being call Rohan forward. or call yeah. forwards instead of in the manga, instead of it being Rohan, it's, um, uh, it's Okiyasu who we will meet much sooner. Yeah. I, I just really like that. They have these little foreshadowing bits that David productions is able to do because the whole plot clock is like pretty well wound and all the gears fit together right. really nicely. So so that's the episode. We also don't we don't get closing credits in this one because right. it's the intro. Oh right, no, it, so. it ends with Angelo showing up as their milkman. That's right. 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 Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Everything will be fine. No, it's cool. He just delivers the milk and then goes back. That's yeah. his new job. That's his job. Yep. He's really getting back on the street as a Yeah, as he's a he's going legit. Contributing member of society. He decided that he'd rather murder milk bottles. And then nothing good ever happens again. That was the one good episode. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah, we're so excited to get into this whole season. In case you couldn't tell. Yeah. (laughs) JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Josuke would leave for his hair. 